0: i'm chris and i'm dom and we got next thank you guys for checking out the the we got next videos on youtube or live stream um as you can see i have my madden uh 16 pulled up doing a little bit of ultimate team uh we're actually gonna do a pack opening for you guys today uh Got some legendary packs ready to go, but this isn't all that we're going to be doing today. Uh, We are still doing our normal podcast, which means we're about to cover everything in gaming.
1: Uh, What have you been doing this week, man? This week, I've just been like really chilling out on video games, honestly. But there are a few games I have been like playing here and there. I've been playing 2K. Doing Domination, Gauntlet, stuff like that. I pulled some packs, tried to play Road road to Playoffs, but there's a bunch of stuff that happened. They dropped another patch for the game and kind of ruined a lot of stuff for me. Um, Played The Walking Dead. I went out and bought The Walking Dead season one and season two again, playing that from Telltale. Great game. And I've been debating if I want to buy the Minecraft story mode, or if I want to buy the other game they released. Like it was the Back to the Future one. They have a Back to the Future game they made, which seemed pretty cool. It's like fifteen bucks at GameStop. I was thinking about getting it, but I don't know. That's really what I've been working on doing. What about you, man? Well, um, with the perks of my job, I've picked up
0: a few games. Uh, I have given Fallout Four a try so that I could make a review for you guys. Um, I would say that it is game of the year. Uh, this game is amazing. Uh, I've kind of stopped playing Call of Duty as much as I really do enjoy the Call of Duty series. Uh, but this game, man, it's taken over. It's, it's my new favorite right now. Uh, I would say that that's all that I'm doing. I've also been playing Tomb Raider so that I can have a review ready for that. Uh, But I'm going to go back to Fallout real quick and then we'll go to Tomb Raider. Uh, With Fallout, Bethesda put out another top-tier game. Uh, This game is phenomenal. Uh, Haven't found one problem with it yet. Uh, If you guys have played Fallout, Fallout before, It's still Fallout, you know. Uh, From what I understand, not a bunch has changed with the mechanics of the game. Uh, But graphically, this game is amazing. This game hits on all points. Uh, I would say the only thing, I I wish I kind of knew what I was doing a little bit more. But I kind of also enjoy that this is like true open world. I have no set destination. I can go wherever I want, do whatever I want. Uh, this is this is the perfect game for me, man. Uh, it's very difficult with this being the first one that I've ever played. Uh, I'm trying to, you know, learn everything with it, but I give it a 10 out of 10. Easy. Easy 10 out of 10. Uh, and then with Tomb Raider, I did not pick that up. On PlayStation it's not out on PlayStation yet I'd have to wait another year I picked it up on my Xbox one uh, it does give a little bit of competition to Fallout but just because I just picked it up I've never really wanted to play Fallout over it um, this is my favorite Tomb Raider that has ever been released uh, graphically it looks amazing uh, it handles really well And it has an open world aspect to it now as well, so I really do enjoy the fact that games are kind of letting you do what you want to do uh, for the most part. For sure. There is still going to be like, alright, you have to go do this now.
1: But you can kind of take it at your own pace. I mean, that's that's the point. I mean, every game's going to have a story at some point or another, but I think the Fallout series, just Bethesda games in general, they just you know have this way of Making things fresh, but keeping the same formula. I agree. I agree. Um,
0: For those of you listening on the podcast, you guys cannot see what is on the screen right now, Just put Rashad Jones. uh, Strong safety for the Dolphins. 88 overall, which at this point in the game, there are some better strong safeties. But this is still really good. Uh, I think I'll actually be able to sell him up on the block. Uh, yep. So we'll see how much he goes for here in a little bit. But the uh, the thing that I really like about both of these games that I think that they share, uh, that's good, of course, is the fact that with the open world, it's big enough for each game that it truly does feel like you have so much to go and explore and I mean Fallout there is hidden things and there's all these other side quests with Tomb Raider or Rise of the Tomb Raider I guess I should be saying there is uh, side tombs but doing those unlock special abilities so it is extremely worth it to go give those a shot uh, well, what would you ready be on Tomb Raider? <laughs> Tomb Raider right now, uh, there is a lot of cinematics to it so far. Uh, So right now, I would give it about an 8.5, maybe a 9. I just need to play a little bit more, see if I kind of get away from all this cinematics, see if there's actually a long period of time before, you know, the next one appears. But uh, it's... This top tier as well, man. Eight and a half, nine. Uh, But that that does bring a question to mind. Both of these being open world games, do you think that the era of, let's say, like, God of War, Dynasty Warriors, where it's, like, forcing you to go in one direction
1: is over? No, not at all. I mean... Tomb Raider has a semi-open world. Let's yes, well, it It's it it is is like, semi. it's still a story. I mean, God of War could easily do the same thing. Just easily do it. Um, when you take a game like Borderlands, where it's like... Or Fallout, where it's like fully open. Yes, there is a story you can't advance. But also, you can just wander around for hours, aimlessly, just killing stuff. So, I mean, those games are more prevalent now because everybody... like. Everybody likes the ability to just, like, the free roam. I mean, that's, like, the biggest draw for games like Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. And now with GTA Online, it's, like, really blown because now we can do it with our friends. Just explore this world, go steal cars and stuff like that. So, I mean, no, I don't think that those games are over because I just believe that those, like, straight narrative stories where you're working from one end to the other, there's so many different ways you can do it. Okay, so I'll many different you stories today. you can tell with that without having an open world. Like you take a game like Call of Duty. Like every year, their campaign is really good. Even though people believe like no one buys Call of Duty for the campaign, their campaigns are always A one. If it was just like if that was just the game, it would still be a really good game. It would, you know? I would, yeah, I'd agree with you. So, now nah, I couldn't see that drop that genre dying. Dynasty Warriors, yes, because it's super repetitive. But yeah. But just in general, the genre, no. Okay, because see, my thing about it
0: is, I feel like the genre of not really being able to do what you want to do and move at your own pace is kind of being pushed to that last last leg you can stand on. Uh, Just for the simple fact that everybody wants to find that weird thing in the game you know everybody wants that ability to go to every corner of a huge map you know let me do what i want to do i'll get to that when i want to get to that type of a thing yeah hey. and i just i just really feel that if if video games want to continue to advance in the way that they have, you have to continue on with letting gamers have more space. I mean, look at the sales of Grand Theft Auto and Fallout. You know, those open-world games. You could even put Borderlands in that as well. Because Borderlands has only put out three games technically four but the handsome collection was just like
1: a remaster yeah a
0: remaster uh and technically they just announced the borderlands triple pack which will be available for uh playstation 3 and xbox 360 it's all three games together mm-hmm. uh so if you have missed any part of the franchise you could go get that uh Sadly, it's not available for the next-gen consoles, which doesn't really make sense to me,
1: but that's okay. Uh. <clears throat> See, but I, I can't, like, you're comparing them. But when we compare them, when you say like, the biggest one is that, you know, open-world games, I think of games like Mario. Super Mario, like, even, like, they released another game on the Wii or Zelda. It's a straightforward narrative to an extent. There's a little bit of exploration. You can put it like almost in that semi category as like um, Tomb Raider or Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, it pretty much makes you go a direction, and it does sell very well. I just think it's just open world games have this allure and this draw, and yeah, there are some very big titles. But I don't think that you can just be like all games, all games in the future going to be open world because I just don't believe that some narrative, some stories. Can be that true open world experience. Okay, I see what you're Cause, saying. Because Fallout's like a true open world experience, and like when I think of games like Assassin's Creed, yeah, it's open world, but there's really only so much you can do within yeah. the parameters of the story. Fallout, you're basically making your own story. You know, Very true. you like you know make allies, you kill people, you have choices, It's kind of like The Witcher. It's like the map's so huge. You can do so much with it. Whereas, you know, Tomb Raider, there's a lot you can do. There's side tunes, but then it's kind of like, okay, there's like a direct path you can take too.
0: Okay, I see what you're saying with that. Yeah. Uh, for everybody wondering if I like just, just started playing. Oh, wow, they made me start all the way over legitimately. I have a new PS4. I have the Black Ops 3 edition. Uh, I did not realize that a lot of my stuff was going to be knocked off but that's okay uh, at least you kept the team so now you play against
1: really crappy people
0: yeah pretty true uh, well, I guess I guess I'll deal with it uh, I just feel like imagine if they made Mario open world they
1: have I mean to an no, extent like
0: a like a like a Borderlands open or a Fallout open.
1: I don't think I don't know how that would work though. Like, what would be the point of the game? I mean, I don't know. I don't work for Nintendo. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like the point of Fallout is like you're in this world, it's nuclear wasteland. You're trying to survive. You're coming out of your vault. <clears throat> True. So it's like you're seeing this world for the first time. And you're exploring, you know, and eventually the story starts to pick up. Mario, I don't see how Mario could have a extremely open world like that with Mario. Like, We already have this narrative for Mario where it's like Bowser's the bad guy, takes Peach, you know, A, B, C, D, you know? Yeah. So it's like we kind of have this already ingrained in us. So then we give us a fully open world. And they had like, you know, uh, Super Mario 64. Yes. It was pretty open world, but it wasn't, you know, how we assume open world is now and also with how consoles are they have so much power that they can you know create these vast landscapes and crazy worlds for us to play in very with, true with ease you know very true i just i just really think that
0: that that's where that's where i would like to see gaming go uh i mean that doesn't mean that that's where it will go but that's where i would like to see it uh also with that I just think that not that we like limit ourselves to thinking that games like that could only be um, one way or the other but that at some point everything's got to move to like an open world atmosphere Oh, we're lagging. Oh, we're lagging. But that's okay. He's been doing that all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my internet isn't, isn't cooperating with me. Uh, I don't know if whoever is talking is going to be audible. Uh, we are live streaming onto YouTube, like we have said a few times. Uh, no, man, it's crazy that... A lot of games now are so stuck. You know what I mean? They're stuck in that genre, and I feel like if we were to just open up our minds to it, we could really have games take on this new feel.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, I can see that. I mean, it's and I, just, I guess that's just it, why I want to see Mario go open. It kind of depends on the game. Honestly. I mean, like, you take a game like Skate. It was huge. Because it it was Tony Hawk, but it was open world. You know, you can go around, skate where you want to, do what you want to do, bully, uh, Grand Theft Auto. But then you have other games, you know, like Max Payne. Yeah, true. It's, like, kind of a straightforward, more, like, narrative instead of a choose-your-own-adventure. Yeah. And it's, you know, everybody loves a good story. Everybody loves to be entertained in that way. You know, you play games like Until Dawn. Yeah. It's, it's entertaining to watch, like, you know, a movie. I mean, there are movies where it's, like, choose your own adventure. There are movies, like, in movie theaters, like, uh, Disneyland and stuff like that. Some movie theaters have that type of stuff. But the main attraction is, like, just the narrative. where you, Like, you're watching it. It's kind of controlled. So, I mean, I can see what you're saying, and I can see it happening for sure. But do I think it's just, like, everything's going to change? No, I couldn't I couldn't picture some franchise making that jump and it being successful.
0: Okay, I can see where you're coming from with that. Um, I just that's not that, that's not the only thing I wanted to talk about today, but I feel like, you know, we are going to probably spend a little bit a little bit of time on that, of course. Uh Sometimes I just really feel like game companies get stuck and, okay, this worked once, never changed that. Oh, yeah. And sometimes, I'm not going to say all the time because, you know, I'll be proven wrong in, you know, comment sections or stuff like that. But there's always, there's always that one game that tries it and fails miserably so nobody else wants to do it. I think that it would be a smart move. Just for some major franchise to give it a shot. If
1: you've got that extra money, well, why like, you what, give it what a franchise shot? would you want to see do it? What franchise.
0: Missed that kick. Um, I'd like to see. I think I would like to see most.
1: I'd like to see Mario have an attempt at an open world game. And how would it work, though? Again, like, how would that. You know what I'm saying? It's like the character of Mario. What is he going to be doing in this open world? I mean, I feel like
0: you could put him in some sort of scenario. Of course, Bowser has Peach, and uh, with all the Toads that you know populate the Mushroom Kingdom, you could have them all definitely, you know, give out the side quests, like you help the Toads. And, like, by helping the Toes, that helps you later on and
1: stuff like that. Uh, so, I don't know. It, like, to me, that sounds like Super Mario 64. But I'm saying, Because, like, like you can't, like, you, you get what I'm saying? It's like, I if I have a fully open world game like Grand Theft Auto, I can never do a mission. Like, I can just just play it. Pick it up and play it and do whatever I want. Mario, it's like, you're there to save Peach. That is your thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So like, it can never be a fully open world. It's still gonna be like that looming narrative where it's like, okay, we're here to rescue Peach, bro. Let's go get her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Mario, it may not be a really good example, but I think of like 2K. Like if the my career was fully open world where you like you know you actually went to high school, you had to get there on time or some like some stupid like game. Or you go to the park and go shoot around and okay. stuff like that. Or, like, go to the store and actually buy shoes. Yeah. And then once you get to the league, you can go to the store and buy shoes, go to the tattoo shop, go meet up with other players and go to the park, stuff like that. that would work. That'll be fine.
0: Okay, yeah. I, I'd agree with you there. I'd agree with you there. Um, do you feel just to kind of switch topics, there is something I've been, I've been wanting to know. Do you feel that the sports games like Madden, like 2K, that have this card system, are the, like, their success with the card system is the reason why other franchises have been picking it up? I mean, Advanced Warfare had it. Um, Halo 5 has it. Uh, you can get rec packs that only work in one version of the online multiplayer. You can't use it in arena, I don't believe. But there is a Warzone area that you can use it. Uh, Tomb Raider has cards now. And you can go into like challenge rooms and do that with the cards. Make it harder, make it easier. But do you think the success that sports games have had with the cards has made other
1: franchises at least try to use cards I don't know because I, I I can never really compare Madden or anything like there the, the the draw for me is like in 2k is I could play you online regularly we can pick two different teams in NBA and play but when I have my my team it's a collection of players that I really want to play with from any generation with like you know my, now it's your logo your gym everything yeah and that's kind of the lure also with Madden it's like you know I can have you can have you know Peyton Manning you can have Brady Moss you can have this guy and that guy have this really good team instead of just picking like I'm just gonna pick the Broncos okay and with these like shooting games and like other games that have like the card itself yeah I can see that like just the the card but like the mindset behind it I don't know cause like I know Titanfall did that they had the um card system.
0: Oh, I didn't know Timefall had the card yeah, system. Yeah, they
1: were called burn cards and you would get like special weapons or uh, abilities and you would use it like, okay, you spawn in with this special gun and once you die, it's gone. So you can choose to use it whenever you want, but once you use it, it's gone. That's kind of interesting. It adds a dynamic to it, kind of like, you know, the cards in Tomb Raider. It's like, okay, I can go to this challenge room and do it normally, yeah. but I can make it harder if I make everybody on fire. Or I can make it big-headed Laura. And do it. You know Sadly I mean? he's not making up. Yeah, that that's stuff I saw yesterday. Uh I just
0: I just really think that they saw the success that Madden and Two K were having and decided, you know what? Let's give it a shot. Let's see if the card system works for our franchise. If it does, it's more money for them. You know? Not necessarily saying that that is the brightest decision, but it's going to work for them no matter what. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's going to be somebody that just absolutely loves the card system in Halo or loves the card system in Call of Duty you know, they love pulling advanced supply drops, seeing what they get. They love pulling wreck packs, seeing what they get. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I like the idea of getting stuff. And I mean, some games, like, I feel Titanfall did it, like, the best in, like, their sense. It's like, okay, you get this, you know, after these challenges, you might get a card or a supply drop, whatever. Call didn't really do it too well just because it was like, you kept it in, like, there were definite things you could get that you have for the rest of the game cycle unless you sold it. Yeah. And they were better than the original guns. With Titanfall, the burn cards, they might have been better. Then you, know, you might have got a special gun that shot really fast and had no recoil. But once you got it, it was gone. Once the game was over, it's gone. You can never get it back unless you, like, randomly get it, you know? Yeah. So, and then, like, with Madden, and, like, and, like 2K, FIFA, uh, MLB now has the Diamond Dynasty. Yep. Yeah. I just feel like that's more or less like the trading card aspect of the game. It's like, it's kind of like if we had like a Pokemon game like that. I could, I could see that. Like a fully open world Pokemon game where in real life, kind of like Skylanders, you can go and buy cards while also collecting Pokemon within the game itself. Okay. So, like, I can walk around and not spend any money and just, like, hopefully get these cards. Or I can go out and buy packs of cards, put a code in. Now I have this Pokemon. And I can walk around, go to gyms, explore, battle with my friends. I could see, like, a fully overall Pokemon game. I mean, they have a po- Pokemon Go. Uh, they, well, yeah, that's going to be coming out on mobile devices pretty soon, I believe. I mean, that's kind of different. I mean, I want some more information about that personally before yeah. I, like, buy into it. Just because it's like, okay, with these Pokemon, do I really have to go to that certain area to find this one specific Pokemon? Or is it any grassy area to find, you know, a, this? I have to go by water to find a Squirtle? Or can it disappear, like, when I'm at work? You know, these special, they have, like, in the commercial, they showed Mewtwo showing up in Times, Times Square. Times Square. So, we all capture Mewtwo, or will it show up in, like, specific areas? I mean, I'm nowhere near New York City, so I'm really yeah. upset they get, like, Mewtwo and Lugia and stuff there, but in Kansas City, we get Squirtle, <laughs> you know? I'll be, I'll be kind of salty about that, so I feel like I need some more information, but that's, I mean, it was a cool idea. Uh, I like well, it.
0: Um, There is a new game coming out. Uh, God, I don't want to get the name of it wrong, but I probably will. It's like Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, I believe. Hmm. Uh, which is a open-world Pokemon game that you play as a Pokemon trying to help uh, save... Pokemon from
1: being captured? I don't know if you're saving <laughs> them from being captured. <laughs> being enslaved by the humans. Uh,
0: Alright. I think you're just trying to like help save the world... Uh, but you can recruit other Pokemon. I'm assuming by battling them, uh, which doesn't really make too much sense. If you, if you if if you if you beat the brakes off of me, uh, I doubt that me and you are gonna now go on a wonderful adventure together. Uh, I feel like next time I see you, I'm gonna want to beat the brakes
1: off you. Uh, <laughs> see, I feel like if they did the game, but it was the Pokemon overthrowing the people. Like, you're trying to escape from, I don't know, I don't want to make it too dark because it's Pokemon, but, like, let's say you're a Pokemon trying to help other Pokemon escape from Team Rocket. Okay. So, you're fighting against Team Rocket members, and you're trying to get them out of, like, you know, away from the people. I I, I can't go, like, too far into it, because, I mean, the way I'm thinking about it now, it gets, like, really dark, really bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, bro, we gotta kill these people to get, get away from them, dog. I wonder, yeah. I wonder if Pokemon do feel like that. Because, I mean, they have emotions and they're feel- they have feelings. And they're really just, like, wild animals. But I wonder if they ever do feel like, bruh, as soon as this dude go to sleep, I'm killing him, <laughs> I'm out,
0: bruh. I feel like they would have to. I bet they're more like cats than they are dogs.
1: Yeah. You know, there's a study show that, like, cats are, like, secretly plotting to kill people. Like, deep down, a lot of cats have resentment towards their owners and that's why they tend to lash out more than dogs do and like scratch their owners they're more irritable so if you're like if you rub a cat the wrong way not just like messing with it but like in general like over a course of its lifetime it's more likely to be fed up with your shit and like scratch <laughs> you <laughs> than a dog is to like bite you so I think it was a pretty interesting like study I don't know how they got all that research. (laughs) I asked a bunch of people own cats, like, yeah, my cats are freaking dick. (laughs) But I don't give them fancy feasts all the time, so that might be the reason why. See, uh,
0: I always looked at it as if it was more like legitimate dog fighting. That's kind of what it feels
1: like, but it's also like taboo to say that. Oh yeah. I just think it's I just think it's weird how everybody's so damn comfortable with it. Like, not like fighting the Pokemon. I feel to like at some point it'd just be like, Yeah, it's alright, you know, like after this happened so many times. But like there are giant bees with drills for hands floating around. I feel <laughs> like i would be comfortable like walking around outside. I don't think they're all friendly. Like I'm I'm afraid of like freaking possums and stuff like that here. Like I'm like, oh I might have rabies. But if you tell me, like, a possum can shoot lightning out of his back, I'm not going outside.
0: Okay, very true.
1: And, like, Ash is, like, what, like, what, 15 in the TV show? Yes. No, 12. He's 12. He's mom to send him out to the world. Just go capture these wild beasts that could kill him. Yes. You never hear about the people that got attacked by, like, wild Pokemon either. Yeah. Ne- in some episodes, they kind of show up, but it's like, you never hear about, like, yeah, my friend got mauled by Snorlax. Like, you know what I
0: mean? That's very true. That's very true.
1: I just also feel like
0: the Pokemon world, uh, especially when it comes to video games, they, when they decide, oh, we're gonna, you know, make this next Pokemon (laughs) game, who's the villain in the newest ones, it's always a group of people that really resemble PETA. Like it's people, it's a group of people saying, oh no, you shouldn't, you're destroying these Pokemon by having them battle each other and it's it's such a violent, demented thing and then you go beat them.
1: Like, I don't... So So then they use Pokemon to battle you? That's how they fix it? Dog is wrong. So in order to stop these dog fighters, I'm going to have my trained pit bulls kill theirs to stop them. You know, it's like, I, I don't know. That That is kind of funny. I think it's funny also how, like, how you said earlier that some companies don't change their formula. Pokemon has this really funny formula they have where it's like they pick a region. They make a new region or whatever, but they've never made a game with all the regions at once. That's a good point. Because if they did, there'd be no reason for you to buy another Pokemon game. I'm pretty sure a lot of, like, older gamers, not like the young kids who play Pokemon now, they probably don't re- even, like, really know the original, you know, 150, 100, 150 Pokemon. Well, like 151. <clears throat> yeah, like, they, they probably don't even really know them. They probably don't even really care because, they you know, they have this Pokemon that, re- that resembles this Pokemon. They have, like, Chimchar instead of Charmander. Every, every new region, they have the same base Pokemon. It has kind of changed what it is, right? So, I mean, the older gamers, personally, I'm fed up with the shit. Like, I'm just like, I'm not buying another Pokemon game. I don't want to capture a giant ice cream cone. Pokemon.
0: That was actually really annoying when I did that. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that was a Pokemon. Uh, when I found that out,
1: yeah, no, I had some words. Yeah, like, it doesn't make sense. So I'm pretty sure like the older gamers, we would just buy that one game to capture the Pokemon we want to capture. I feel like they can do a really good open world game like that too, but they're not going to because it kinda forces you to buy the next one to play Like if you want to play a new Pokemon game, you gotta buy the new one. You can't you can go back and play the old ones I guess, but once you beat it, you gotta delete all your stuff or use another save slot.
0: Oh see I just use emulators on cell phones. <clears throat> yeah. And then every time I update to a new phone, got to re-download, you know, and then I get to do it all over again. Uh, But I guess, just even with just me saying that, do you think people using emulators are, I don't know, not like cheating the system, but you're also not really paying... For uh, the games anymore I mean a It's lot, also hard to find them A lot
1: of people use emulators Are <laughs> like Playing N64 games
0: I guess that's true
1: And I'm it's like, kind of hard To find a good Game Boy color game Yeah It's like really old stuff That I mean <clears throat> I don't think You'd be really salty About that Like I don't think Frank Sinatra's Like family Really cares about People who are Legally downloading His music now If that makes sense Like at the time When they're making it Yes But like 20 years from now, I don't think Eminem is going to be like, they better not be still downloading my, you know, first album. Like, yeah. no one's going to care. I don't think anybody really cares. I I don't like how it's not, like, I don't like how it's frowned upon, you know? Because I, I don't think it's that important. I mean, unless it's, like, a brand-new game and you're, like, stealing it, that's stealing.
0: Yeah. You know, but if
1: it's, like, something really old, really hard to find, like, if you want to play the original, like, you want to play Ocarina of Time on your phone, I think mean, that's cool. Like, it spreads, you know, it out. Because, I mean, you might meet someone who's never played the game. You might have a niece or nephew who wants to play it on the phone. Keep them quiet. You can be playing it on the bus. It spreads that brand. True,
0: true. I agree with that. Uh, okay, so then... I guess my next question would be... With the recent... Trends with emulators, and their pop, i mean, their popularity has shot through the roof uh, with our generation of gamers and slightly older. Younger gamers don't really want to go back and play Pokemon Yellow because they don't know what Jigglypuff
1: does. They you need know? to. They need to. Uh they need to. I feel, like, I feel like it should be mandatory. What kind of play was that? Uh, it was—it was a pitch. Like uh, pissed it forward? Yeah, behind but, the line of scrimmage. Yeah, you could do that.
0: that it's <laughs> it's not frowned upon, but it's also if you do that at the like wrong moment, that's picked. And now everybody's running in the and opposite direction.
1: I thought it was a weird play, like I think that type of play could work in real life just one time. Oh yeah. Just one time.
0: Uh each team has it, I mean Denver does it because Peyton's not running. But each team kind of has some sort of a let's confuse them. They don't know which way we're going to pitch the ball type of a thing. But uh, I don't think a lot of teams use it as often as they probably should. You want to keep them on their toes because most of the time everybody runs by that first guy thinking he's a blocker. So if you can you know, quickly shovel it forward,
1: that's not a bad play. I mean, it's not. That's what I was thinking too. But it's just weird how that was. hes like not even facing the guy. He literally like pitched it in front of him, technically. True. To the line of scrimmage, it just—it is—it it looked really weird. But oh, yeah. he had a touchdown. But, but yeah, incredible. emulators. I feel like, um, honestly, I think the reason why they gotten so popular too is our phones themselves. Our phones are so powerful now. I mean, I think back to when we were in high school, like, the big phone, the big touchscreen phone was the Evo Evo 4G. That was, like, the biggest one. I mean, there was an iPhone, I think, at the time. iPhone, like...
0: iPhone 1 or 2. Yeah,
1: like, it just came out. It was, you know, not what it is today. But, yeah, like, that was the biggest thing. And now, the Evo is, like, super slow. It's kind of useless if you think about it in a smartphone perspective like my phone can do way more than that one can do. Has way more storage. Phone's gotten bigger, faster, stronger. True, true. So I mean now it's like before you get an emulator on your phone, it's probably the only thing's gonna be on your phone. It might just even break it, you know, with how much space it took. Yeah, the Evo it's running really slow. But now, you know, you can have that on your phone, have an N sixty four emulator, Playstation emulator, whatever you want. Our phones can pretty much play a lot of the older generation games. Okay. Like have the same quality and everything. Yeah, I mean, I was...
0: I, I use emulators. Um, I got the... Which one's on my computer now? I have an emulator for the GameCube on my computer. Uh, haven't been able to get it up and running. Bro, you should you just buy a GameCube. I can't find a game i want work for
1: it. What game do you want? Uh, some soccer game. I don't remember the name. I looked it up, but... GameCubes are, like, dirt cheap. No, then I might. They're Okay, my uncle bought one. He moved to his new apartment, and he was like... He has an Xbox 360 and a PlayStation 4 and stuff. And he was, you know, moving to apartment. He went out of Wi-Fi. He said, well, what can I get for cheap and play, you know, like the story-based games? Yeah. And um, so he decided to go buy a GameCube, and he bought Pikmin. Oh, that was a good game. A good game, you know. And he bought, like, Super Mario Sunshine. Now, the games for GameCube have, like, increased in price because they're really good games. And the GameCube was just kind of not really slept on. It just didn't get the same respect that it deserved at the time because of at the time it was released. What, PlayStation 3? Yeah. Xbox 360 was out, so everybody's playing Gears of War, Call of Duty, 2K, you know, Uncharted, Sly Cooper, uh Jack and Daxter. You know, things like that are coming out and it's like, okay, GameCube, that that's what well, it's for kids. Now looking back, I wish I had had a GameCube. Cause I want to play Pikmin. It's not a game that requires online. It's not a game that, you know, requires too much. It requires thought, but not too much thought. It's something that you can, like, play and just have genuine fun. It's, like, genuinely fun games. That's what I like about Nintendo. They make games that are just, like, just cool to pick up and play. I agree. You, know, with you can that. pick up Smash Bros. and just play for a little bit and have fun with your friends. You can pick up Mario Kart on any system, like any Mario Kart ever. You can just pick it up and play a Mario Party. People don't really go, Oh well, I don't like Mario Party. I've never heard anybody say that. I never like, There are probably people out in the world that probably don't, but they're probably weirdos anyway, so <laughs> I don't
0: I'm, I I just think that with uh, how video games are going, sometimes it's just really not really nice to pick up an old console, or not an old console, but pick up an emulator, play some old games, just I don't know, get to relive some of those classic gaming moments. I mean, the first time you know, you played Super Mario 64, you know, it just lets you feel like a kid again. It doesn't necessarily mean you are a kid, but it's just that nice, you know, oh, I remember when this first came out, me and blah, blah, blah were playing, you know, Uh, or like uh, Mario Kart on the Nintendo 64. Like, everybody is always down to play that. It's very hard to find somebody that's just
1: like, nope, not playing. Yeah, yeah for sure. Speaking of older games, we were talking about earlier Xbox just released its backwards compatibility patch. Yes. you want to talk some more about that? Uh,
0: so with the backwards compatibility patch um, it is, and there's going to be multiple patches. Multiple 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 patches to continue to add uh, some of the classic games onto the Xbox One. Uh, With that right now, um, you have the Tom Clancy, Rainbow Six, Vegas, and Vegas 2. You have games like the Gears of War series. You have uh, God, I can't even remember everything. Halo is on there. Earthworm Jim. Uh, Not Halo 1.
1: Halo Spartan Assault. Yes. Halo Spartan Assault has um, been added. If you're watching this on YouTube, could you, like, in the comments below, tell me your greatest experience playing Halo Spartan Assault? Not because I don't, you know, just only want to know. It's because I've never heard of that game. That's true. I've, I've heard genuinely never heard of that Halo. And I want to know about it and hear people's experiences with it. I feel like that's, like, a really good barometer of an older game. Because, you know, you would be like, oh, I love playing proper rapper. And let's say I've never heard that heard that before, then you explain it, you go, oh, it's so cool you do this, this, this. I never, one time when I was playing it and this happened and, you know, stuff like that. But, continue it on. It just, but. oh, so then besides
0: that, uh, you, the Sonic franchise is on there. Uh, Borderlands is on there. Just the original. Uh, you got games like when Banjo Kazooie? Yeah, the Banjo Kazooie series. So, Banjo Kazooie, Banjo Kazooie, uh, Nuts and Bolts, Banjo. Who was it? How did you pronounce that other one? Tui? Banjo Tui? I think that was the sequel to Banjo Kazooie. I've never played those.
1: I never got a chance to play those games, honestly.
0: They were a lot of fun. They really
1: were. Uh, so, if you got to compare. Platforming games. Yep. From each console, how would you rank them? What do you mean from each console? Okay, like the big three. You know, like Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft. Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo. Nintendo, I think, has done the best with platformers. So it's going last one is first, basically. Or
0: no, like yeah, Halo is the worst. Uh, then Microsoft, or then Sony, then
1: Nintendo. I was
0: talking about platformers, not like Halo. I'm like Banjo-Kazooie, like Conker. That's the thing. It's like Banjo-Kazooie and Conkers are originally Nintendo games. They originally came out in the 64. And then the developer sold their rights to Microsoft. Because I had Banjo-Kazooie on my Nintendo 64. I've seen it on there. So to me... I guess I didn't mean to say Halo. Uh, To me, it's Microsoft, Sony, and then we have uh, Nintendo at the front of the pack, leading the way. Uh, I just think that, I mean, again, Mario, um, Banjo, Kazooie, a lot of those early games were just definitely meant for that platforming era. That was like the prime of platforms. Now we're at the prime of the open world of the shooter. Uh,
1: I don't know if we're quite at the prime for sports games yet. I feel like sports games have reached that point. Kind of like we said before. Like I feel like with the Oculus Rift and with how the connectivity's been. We're gonna reach a point where we're like literally are like watching people play like this game of Madden with our Oculus Rifts on, and they're live streaming it, but we're sitting inside the crowd watching it. It's like an actual game.
0: Yeah, I could agree with that. I could agree with and that. And those would
1: be cheering right now. That is crazy. <laughs> like <laughs> uh, for those listening on the
0: podcast, not watching this YouTube video, um, twenty-one seconds left. I just scored the go ahead touchdown. It's about to be seven to three. It's
1: like he planned it. Like for I the podcast he just, I did not plan this. He was down by three points the whole entire game. It was three to zero the whole entire game. And this last what minute basically he just Broke drove down the field and scored. Five plays, seventy one yards.
0: I mean, but I've also thrown two interceptions. Uh, I mean I got luck I got really lucky Des Bryant was able to get open. Uh I feel like we're also going to have to delete this because I've looked up in the corner and I'm not sure if Keller is going to come up on the YouTube channel with whatever he's saying. And depending on what he's saying, we might have to delete this. I don't know. Uh, We'll find out if we do have to delete it. I'll post something to Facebook and Twitter. Uh, That's the one thing we haven't made yet. A Twitter account? A Twitter account. Uh, I guess we could do that sometime this week. You made a Facebook? Okay, that's another thing we haven't done. We just made Twitch, YouTube, and uh, the email. The email Ooh, is yeah. uh, we got next podcast at Gmail at Gmail. Uh, Let's just tell you a story about this. E- Let's tell you a story about the oh Twitch my account. Goodness, the Twitch account. We have two Twitch accounts because we couldn't get one to work,
1: <laughs> dude. I think we could have got the first one to work. The reason why I wasn't working is because I was not typing it incorrectly. In the username part, I think I might have put an at Gmail. I don't remember though. So I, I was not know. I was typing in We Got Next Podcast at Gmail, and it was just We Got Next Podcast or, you know. So I think that might have been what had been messing it up. Could have been because I I don't believe it. I this dude believes I got the password wrong, but I didn't. I did not get the password wrong. I know in my heart. You know, when you type in the password, you're like, I messed up one character. I messed up one character and went back one. Yeah. I don't think I messed up that bad.
0: And maybe you didn't. And maybe, like you said, maybe I it is just, just We Got Next Podcast. Uh, I know that I have the Twitch account set up on my profile. It is the, uh, our username on there actually is We Got Next Podcast. Uh, so you can definitely watch us on Twitch. Be sure to uh, subscribe to us on there. Yeah, I have
1: a, I have a Twitch too.
0: Uh, we need to update the channel name on YouTube to We Got Next Podcast. Right now it is uh, Dom slash Chris yeah. WGN. Yeah, we can switch that right off. To
1: we'll yeah, be- we'll switch it right now yeah.
0: basically. It's going to turn to uh, We Got Next Podcast. Uh, I've had... Uh the person I was playing has quit they threw an interception uh, I wonder what he was saying I do too uh I'm going to actually kind of click on our YouTube video after this is uploaded see if I can see if it comes through because honestly we might have to delete this video yeah yeah for sure uh, So if you listen to the podcast at least you'll know what happened uh, <laughs> craziness? Yes, very crazy stuff. Uh since I don't know if this is going to stay up or not, before we end this, uh, I'm going to go back to my team once again. We have had some additional players added. Some players have hit the road, uh, have been traded, sold, just kind of taken care of. Uh, right now, I'm running with a speed run offense. Uh, so running plays to the outside definitely help out my team. Uh, We're very excellent at those. Uh, Got some great linemen. The only one that I really want to talk about is this Donald Penn left tackle. Uh, He's a 90 overall. It's the team captain. Uh, If you did the captain collection for the Oakland Raiders, I did not do the collection. I just simply bought the player. It was somewhere around 50,000 coins. Uh, But... He's he's great, ninety five strength, uh, eighty eight run block, and a ninety six pass block for the left tackle. That's huge when it's coming from the blind side. It's really hard to run away from that. So the fact that he can block so well is amazing. Uh, we still have my Gronkowski, number one o seven of the two fifty most feared released. He is back down to his actual height and weight, he is 6 foot 6, no longer 7 foot 11. Uh, his stats have gone back down to realistic stats. Uh you got it looks like 85, 86 speed, 90 strength, 96 catch, great release, 98 catch and traffic, which is probably why I was able to win that game. Uh definitely threw it to Gronk. We got a uh, Julius Thomas behind him. Uh Let's go to the wide receivers. I've been able to add Dez Bryant. We still have our Larry Fitzgerald BCA. Uh, We got Julio Jones, Brandon Marshall, uh, Ted Gidd Jr. flashback to 2007 with him on the Miami Dolphins. I got Demarius Thomas. You know I got some Bronco players on the team. Uh, Running back situation uh, is completely new. None of these players I had last week. We have Terrell Davis as my starting running back, uh, 94 overall, uh, speed run, uh, behind him though, simply because it's the wrong play style is Walter Payton, uh, Walter Payton is, even though it's a one point difference in overall, Walter Payton's still the GOAT right now, uh. 94 speed, 96 acceleration, 94 carry, elusiveness is high, trucking is high, juke move is high, everything is high. Uh, You might as well think that he's in Colorado right now because everything is high. Uh, A player that I thought was sold but has come back. Nobody purchased. Clinton Portis,
1: uh, he will be back up on the auction block here momentarily. Uh, Yeah, so listen to this. You have a Madden. It's gonna be up there. There's only one. There was none up there. This was the only one that was up there. So if you're looking for Clinton Portis, we got you, bro. We're the plug. Either it'll either be on the auction block. Uh,
0: we'll be looking somewhere around. Uh, we'll probably go to 250,000 coins. Uh, if you don't want to do that, i go to trade. Him. That's the other thing. It will be on the trade block. I'll probably give it one more hour. On the auction block. If that doesn't work, I'm gonna do two days on the trade block. I want people to see that it's up there. I want to see what we can get uh, as a fair trade. I also got Jamal Charles. You know, little speed back, kind of switching things up. We still have Randall Cunningham. Needs to get rid of him. He's the best speed run quarterback I have currently. Uh, behind him, simply because I am not in my short pass. Uh, lineup right now is Donovan McNabb, the 95 overall from 2002. Uh, and then behind him is the 93 overall 1993 version of the one, the only John Elway. Uh, so we have three legendary quarterbacks. Uh, I also have Drew Brees. Uh I'd like to get a better grounded pound, no offense to Drew Brees. I would just like to get a 90 quarterback overall for all of my.
1: I think they released a, like a flashback or a throwback. Um, Plays for the Redskins. Oh, yes. Uh, there is a flashback. Isn't, RG3. It, isn't he
0: grounded pound? I believe he might be grounded pound. I'll have to see how much he's going for because I'm not going to pull him. <laughs> We got a pass rush defense uh, that came up huge for me last game. Uh, With that, we do have Harrison Smith at free safety, 88 overall. Got him last night. That was big for me. We got Terrell Suggs coming off the right end. We got Justin Houston coming off the left end. We got Carlos Dansby coming up the middle. My linebacking core is looking beautiful. We're still using the BCA. Eric Berry, uh, 94 overall. That man is a beast. We have Chris Harris Jr. of my beloved Denver Broncos. We have um, Trayvon Williams. I wanted to make sure I said his name right. Uh, Just because we're in the pass rush. Just because we're in a pass rush. True Font from uh, Atlanta. Behind them, again, this is just because we're in pass rush and not man defense. We got Richard Sherman. Uh, We also have Sean Smith of the Chiefs. Uh, My defensive line came in clutch with getting a lot of sacks in that game. We got Jordan off the right end. Dunlap off the left end. We have... uh, God, I, I don't want to get his first name wrong, Dontre Poe. Uh, I'm going to get your name wrong, and I'm going to apologize for it right now. We have Star Latu Lile, Star Latu Lile, uh, from the Carolina Panthers, uh, rounding that out. For those that are wondering, I don't know why you would be. We got Hecker McManus as my punter and kicker. We got Ted Ginn Jr returning my kicks behind him is Patrick Peterson. Uh, and of course, Walter Payton. It's hard to take that man off the field. Um, I want to thank you guys for tuning in to yet another episode of the, we got next podcast. Uh, I want to thank you Chris for being able to come up here again, man. This has been going strong for a while. Uh, We have our podcast room up for those that are watching us on YouTube, either now or later. As you can see, we got the Grand Theft Auto V map up here on the wall. We got a Borderlands handsome, the handsome collection with the handsome Jack mask. We got the giant zombies map. uh, Only available if you picked up Black Ops Three. At 11 p.m. here or midnight in New York, whatever they were, whatever time they were releasing it, you had to be there for that. We got the uh, Jordan version of 2K16, and I don't think it's in the picture, but we also have some Fallout stuff up on the wall. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm Chris and I'm Dom, and, and we got, got next again, man. Thank you guys so much. Uh, It's always fun talking to you guys, and
1: we are out.